you know, when I was a young boy, I remember growing up, my father, whenever he would drive the car home, father got a car. I told you all how he got that car. It was because of me. Hallelujah. I got my dad his first car. He didn't know that because I was in Sunday school. And the Sunday school teacher said, pray and ask God for something and watch God answer your prayer. And I said, tired of this man walking. Father, bless this man with a car and make it a white car. And he got a blue car. And then he painted it white. But he didn't know that was because of me. See, y'all don't believe that God answered a child's prayer. That was because of me. Well, it's because of God, but he used me. Hallelujah. And who knows how many times God has used your children when they prayed back there. Oh, hallelujah. Now it's different now when it's your kids. Yeah, God used my kid, but you know we don't know. <laughs> And uh, so when, when he used to come home, you know, living in the Caribbean, they got these big gates. You know, in, in, in America, they just got a driveway. You can pull up in anybody's driveway. In the Caribbean, you got these big gates where you want to drive in there. Somebody got to come and open the gate. Well, my father used to make us come and open the big gate. And so sometimes you would, I would just, you know, we as kids would leave the gate open. But the problem is when you leave the gate open, your dog will run out. Because unlike America, dogs didn't live in the house. <laughs> Y'all going to leave me out on this island alone. Y'all going to leave me on this island alone. We wasn't sleeping with the dog in the bed and all that in the Caribbean. Is all right, Lassie. Hold your rice and go outside. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so, you know, you have these gates. And, and, uh, and the, then they would make these gates so incredibly beautiful. Come on, Caribbean people. And you drive by, they would grill them up and have all these curls. And they look like crowns. And I remember when we were putting on the little fence to block the driveway over here, Caribbean brother came. He said, Pastor, you can't just put any gate on there. I said, well, <laughs> he said, you got to get a gate with all types of curly stuff and crowns and make the gate beautiful. I said, man, I'm just trying to keep people from going in the back. And then when I bought my house, there was another gate that was missing when I, the house that I live in now and I built my gate, and my gate looked nice. I was supposed to paint it. But I told you all I got a problem finishing things, right? And I, ain't, I didn't paint it yet, so it was looking good when I didn't paint it. Then Stacy came over one day. You forgot what you said. You said you did all that work to let, let this thing just weather like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what you said to me. You say, what are you talking about? What is this man talking about today? All these gates. Today, what I want to talk to you about is the beautiful gate. That's the topic I want to talk to you about today. Somebody say the beautiful gate. Is that Jantra I see in church? Oh, my gosh. Come on. Welcome, Jantra. I'm sorry, y'all. I haven't seen Jantra in a long time. And Dio, come on. And the family. 
Good to see you guys back in church. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, good. Yeah, I want to talk to you about the beautiful gate. Tell your neighbor the beautiful gate. We're going to go to the word of the Lord today. Amen. In the book of Acts chapter 3, verse number 1, the last time we were together and we talked, Jesus rose from the dead. Stone was rolled away. Jesus came out like a boss. Hallelujah. And he told the disciples, I won't leave you. Amen. One time he was talking to them and he made this statement. He said, it's better that I go. Because if I stay, then you won't get the benefit of he who is to come. Hallelujah. Now, why, what was Jesus talking about? Because if Jesus said it's better that he leave, I would be saying to myself, no, it's no. Because Jesus in physical form, even though he is the God man, he's still man. And so he can only meet people one at a time. I mean, I'm sure if he wanted to perform some supernatural miracle and touch the world, he can. But Jesus said, when I leave, it's better that I leave because he will come. Who is the he? He's talking about the Holy Spirit. And he will dwell inside of each and every believer. Come on. Hallelujah. And he told them, he said, I want y'all to wait for my presence. How many of you know the presence of God? Oh, my gosh. You, you, you know, it, it, when I walk into my kitchen, my kitchen is has got this amazing thing that, you know, you put bread in it, it toasts it. It's got this thing, it's, it's, you know, you put your food in it cold, you press a button for like a minute or so and a half, and it heats up the food. Hallelujah. It's got this thing called a, 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 wash, a wash, dishwasher. Amen. Hallelujah. Some, hallelujah. Yes, yes. Sometimes when that dish pile up so high you don't let sister sherry see you you just throw all in there you press the button you come back you, you act like i washed it did it all and all of these machines in the kitchen have so much tremendous potential but none of them would work if there's no electricity Imagine somebody came and snipped the electricity off from the street, and I'm walking around. I'm like, this toast is crazy. All oh, y'all got to see what my toast to do. It glow in the dark, and it know exactly when to, to stop toasting the Eggo waffle. It never burns anything. And you said, all right, show me. And I'm pressing, and it ain't working, because guess what? It's full of potential, but potential is nothing without power. And uh, a bird is effective not on the ground. He's effective when he's in where he was created to be. A bird ain't impressive when he's walking on the ground. It's almost like, boy, I got you. We try to chase him when he's on the ground. But when he take off, you just sit back in awe. Have you ever seen one of them big birds just take off? Not Sesame Street big bird. He don't never fly. Hallelujah. Fish is impressive, but take them out of water. Hallelujah. Trees are magnificent to look at. Pull them out the soil. What happens to all these things? Eventually they die because there's a power source 
that they're all connected to. I want you to know what's true for everything else is true for you and I. The Bible says when he created us and formed us from the dust, we were nothing until he put the power in us. Where did that power come from? It didn't come from the universe. It came from himself. He breathed his breath into us and man powered up. And just like everything needs the environment that it needs to have its full potential. You and I could never be what we were meant to be unless we are in the presence of God. Moses said this, if your presence don't go, I ain't going. Hallelujah. Who am I talking to today? If your presence don't go before us, don't send us. And the presence of the Lord is what mattered to the people of God. When they were delivered out of Egypt, the presence of God would guide them. A pillar of cloud by day and fire by night. And the Bible says that the presence eventually rested on the Ark of the Covenant. And what a drastic day it was when the ark was taken out from the people of God. And David got a, 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 a one day and said, hold on, wait a minute, we got to go get the ark back. And while he was in the process of trying to get it back, they put the ark to dwell in different places. One time they were so disrespectful that they put it into a temple next to a god named Dagon. And when the people who worshiped Dagon... Put the, the, the Ark of the Covenant in there saying, because you know there's some people in this world that collect gods. Oh, there's some people you go to their house, they got a horseshoe over here. They got a statue over here. They, got all, they, they collect gods from every part of the world, but they try to do that with the Ark. And they try to put it in there to say, this is just another God that we could add to our collection. You know that the next day they went in the temple, they found Dagon head first, slapped over, broken down at the altar. It was like in the middle of the night, God, uh, you know, I, I could, it was like God said, Dagon, you know what time it is. Every God got the bow. You know what? And they said... They said, let's make sure it wasn't an accident. Let's put them back up. That was the worst thing you could ever do, try to put another God back up above him when he already told you to lower it. And, and, and David said, we got to get this ark back. And wherever the ark went, it just was blessing people. Ble Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. It was blessing people. My man Obed-Edom, I could go on and on about people. Where, you see, you got to understand, the blessing is not stuff. The blessing is the presence. And wherever the presence of God is, blessings follow. I don't know who I'm talking to. But somebody in this building know, you know there's a song that says, Blessing after blessing. Oh my gosh. Anybody in this building blessed? No, 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 no. I'm not trying to be cliche. I'm trying to connect with real people who's been blessed by the presence. Because I know I have been. Has anybody been blessed because the presence of God is in your life? You, 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 you just... You just wake up and you start to see things that you were worried about. God, move them out of the way. You, 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 you look back and over the years, you begin to sit back and say, Wow, my children are blessed. 
my, my, my family's blessed. My cousin's blessed. People who connected to me. Are blessed. He got married because he knew me. He blessed. This one day. And, and you just see that everything that you connected to is being blessed. And sometimes you don't understand. Like when I talked about my father being blessed because of my prayer, everybody looked at me crazy. But you got to understand that when the presence of God is around you, everything you starts to become blessed not because of you but because God come on who am I talking to today hallelujah and David said I got to get the presents back and so he sent to get the presents back he went to get the ark back and he put it on a donkey cart and it begun to tip and fall and a man by the name of Uzza or Uzza or depending on which part of the world you're from <laughs> yeah I heard his name pronounced mad ways it was falling and he said I'm going to catch it and he died amen like coffee instant like coffee yeah man died David, why would you kill this man? He said, because David, my presence you don't handle your way. If you handle my presence, go read how to handle it. And when he read it and he saw the priests are the only people supposed to carry this and all that, he said, okay, I got it wrong. See, when you handle the presence the wrong way, somebody could get hurt. Hallelujah. And that presence dwelt and they had it there in the temple and all this other stuff and then Jesus said it ain't supposed to be in a box or a temple I want temple that is not built out of regular stones I want a temple that is built out of living stones and so he said wait for me in the upper room where the Pentecost where, where, where the Pentecostals at? They don't know they they think we talk funny when we get into that language. Oh come on somebody. Hallelujah. Oh gosh, hallelujah. He said, wait for me in the upper room. And the Bible says that they were all gathered together in one accord. And there arose a sound like a mighty rushing wind and the spirit of God came in the same presence that other tried, the same presence that filled the temple, the same presence that was a cloud by day and fire by night, the same presence that moved and hovered over the waters, the same presence said, I'm coming into the upper room and it fell on them like tongues of fire and every man was filled with the spirit and begun to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. And now, the 12 that we couldn't find last weekend, couple weekends ago, became different once the presence hit them. I read somewhere that it says, you shall receive power. power. 
when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. I read somewhere that it says, and he will make you a bold witness. What is a witness? What is a witness? When you go to court, they say, can I call the witness to the stand? Now, to qualify as a witness, that means I have to have experienced or seen the situation. If I did not, and the judge says, were you there the time of the accident? And I said, no. Then what? Why are you witness? Because that's my homie. <laughs> you ain't testifying. Hallelujah. Were you there to see the accident? No. Where were y'all? Three blocks away. I heard it. No. We want somebody who has experienced it. So how can I be a witness of something I've never seen? He said, hold on. I'm going to give each and every one of you a personal experience. So, so we might not have lived in the time of Christ, but that Holy Spirit wants to touch you today so that you could have a transforming experience. So that you could say like the old school used to say, I don't have to teach logics and science to let you know I know he lives. How do you know he lived? I could talk about when he touched the same for everybody, but has anybody been filled with the power? Come on, somebody. You start to act different when the Holy Spirit touches your life. You speak different. I know CNN and History Channel and modern day smart people have taught you out of your Holy Spirit. But as smart as they are, and as smart as we let them talk us out of the Holy Spirit, I bet you that when tragedy and trials hit your life, you go back into your little closet and a little funny language start coming out your... I bet you start speaking as... Oh, who am I talking to? You start to say, hold on, let me handle this the way I know how to handle this. Father, in the name of Jesus, I call on a power. What are you doing? What are you doing over there? We need to figure this out. Yeah, y'all been trying to figure that out for six months. Let me handle this the way my parents showed me how to handle this. Let me handle this the way they handled this in the book of Acts. Father, in the name of Jesus, I cry out to you. Then all of a sudden, I... Oh my gosh. My gosh. Oh, my gosh. Somebody ought to praise him right now in this place. Come on, somebody. Give him some worship in this place right now. Whatever you're going through right now, hallelujah. 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 Presence of God move different in your life. Come on, he's in this place. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't rush it. Hallelujah. If you feel like right now standing and lifting your hands, go right ahead. If you feel like speaking in tongues, if you feel like just shouting unto God, I won't rush you right now. Hallelujah. Have your way in this house, oh God. Hallelujah. 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 
Incidentally, you know what Moses said in that same conversation to God? When he said, if your spirit don't go with us, we ain't going. Let me tell you what else he went on to say. He said, if you and your presence is not with us, what distinguishes us from everybody else? Christianity is not something you can turn into intellectualism. Because then all you are is another intellectual. What distinguishes us? What distinguishes us? Is a power. Hallelujah. And a lot of people like. A lot of people like the presence of the power. Let me say that slower. Presence, as in what you get at Christmas, they like the presence of the power. But there are those who like the presence of the power. Hallelujah. This ain't even what I wanted to preach. Hallelujah. I'm, how, how, how am I going to go to Beautiful Gate from here? Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You see, what's going to give you the breakthrough you've been praying for is that power. It's, it's God who wants to dwell in and among his people. And too often we quench him. We don't want him in us. We want him to just do what we want. He said, I don't just want to do what you want. I want to do what I want in you. Oh, would somebody just say, Father, have your way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our children got to know about this. Our teens got to know about this. Your, your pop stars and all of that. I promise you as much as you chase those idols. You will remember pastor one day talking about a power. Because I sat in your seats, teenagers. I sat in your seat, high schoolers. And I remember my dad talking about it thinking I'd never need it. Oh, but I've lived to be so wrong. There is a power that when life hits you. Oh, my gosh. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. God is doing something in this church right now. For those watching online, God is moving in the house, and I hope he's moving in yours too. Hallelujah. That's what happens when you talk about the presence. You, you, you can't talk about it and not be affected by it. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now I got to rush through my sermon. None of that was part of the sermon. But God is good. <laughs> I'm glad you did too. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. those who have never experienced the Holy Spirit moving, don't be scared. He can touch your heart too, if you let him. In the book of Acts chapter 3 verse 1, it says, one day Peter and John, not the same Peter who 